just want to title and title this tonight just building upon the rock. If we're going to do everything that we have talked about over the last four weeks concerning a family foundation and how to do, how to build that foundation, then we've got to understand we've got to build it on the right foundation, right? And we've got to build it on the rock, which is the right foundation. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. The Bible says, and great was its fall. When you look in Matthew, you start back in in chapter 5, you'll see that that Matthew, this teaching here in in chapters 5, 6, and 7 is probably... One of the most extensive teachings on Christ that, that's, that come together. We read this, and you can take time and read Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. It may take you maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or even 30 minutes. And we get in our minds sometime that, that the Lord taught all of this at one time. That's, that's not the case, and I, I want to point that out to you. Because the Lord said in Matthew chapter 5, He talked about the Beatitudes. He talked about salt and light. He talked about Christ who fulfills the law. He talked about adultery in the heart. He talked about marriage that is sacred. He talked about going the second mile with your neighbor and all of those things. He talked about loving your enemies. You move on down to chapter 6. He talked about doing those good things that pleases the Lord. He gives us in chapter 6 the model prayer and how we should pray. He talks about fasting as seen by the Lord. He talks about laying up treasures in heaven where moth or rust does not corrupt or anything like that. He talks about that we, the, the Lord being the, the light of our body, the light of the world. He talks about that we can't serve God and we can't serve mammon or we can't serve riches. He talks about worry and what we're supposed to do with worry. Move on down to chapter 7. He tells us not to judge and be careful about that. He talks us about keep on asking and keep on seeking and keep on knocking. He talked to us about the narrow way. He talked to us about that you will know them by their fruit, the fruit that they bear. He even talked to us that these certain things that we do that, that we'll stand before him one day and we'll give an account and he may say these things, I never knew you. And then he moves down to verse number 24 and he talks to us about building upon the rock. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we get this feeling that these teachings of Christ, when we can read them in 30 minutes, he probably taught them in 30 minutes or an hour, and that's not the case. Matter of fact, there's many theologians that feels like it took several days, several hours for Jesus to to spend time on this teaching of of Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. Uh, it was not done. It was not done over just one day, but probably many days as as Jesus was teaching his disciples and those who followed him as he listened to the scripture. And what you find is some challenging scriptures here that shows you and I the practical side of Christianity. Talks to us a little 
little bit about these things, but then it shows us, Brother Roger, things that we need to do, the practical things in order to have the right kind of foundation, the spiritual side, in other words, which is, which is very important to us. And, 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 it's, and it's awesome when you begin to look at the Scripture and you begin to balance the spiritual side with the practical side as well as how Christ would have us to live. But when we come to chapter 7, Jesus now, you've got to understand all these things that we've talked about, and I just, I just mentioned just a little bit of those things. But in chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7, we come here and Jesus is closing out this teaching in, 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 Matthew, in, in Matthew's gospel. And he's been teaching this, I want you to understand, he's been teaching this for, for several days, and he makes a very important statement in verse 24. And it says, it says, therefore... Anybody that hears these words of mine, those things that I just talked to you about, those things about loving your enemies, those things about how to treat one another, those things about loving God, those things about being salt and light, those things about the model prayer, and on and on it goes in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. If anybody hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, now let me stop here long enough to say this, it's one thing to hear them. It's another thing to do them. It's one thing to listen to them. It's another thing to put them into practice. It's one thing to read the red letters that we know that is the Lord. And so we, well, we take time when we read those, those red letters because they're important. But it's another thing when we close our Bible and the red letters are not in front of us anymore that we actually go out and we walk the walk and we talk the talk. And we do what Christ is calling us to do. If anybody hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, it's like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. We want to build upon the rock as God's people tonight. Matter of fact, I want you to notice that it's more than just hearing, as we've said, but it's about doing the word of God as well. James chapter 2, verse 17 puts it this way. Thus also faith by itself, if, if it does not have works, it is what? Dead. Faith without works is dead. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith with by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. But the Bible says even the demons believe and they tremble. Now let me, let me say this to us without, without hurting us too much. The Bible said even the demons believe and they tremble. Yet we go outside of the red letter edition and we get outside and do things on our own situation and yet we don't tremble. That those things I'm talking about things that we don't need to be doing. You, just, you, you, you alluded to it just in your testimony about sin scares me. Sin, I, I, I don't want to get in my life to where I have sin to overtake me in my life. But yet we play so close to the line at times. I'm about to preach to you tonight and yet we don't tremble. We don't tremble. We don't have that holy fear and that reverence of God. We don't have that conviction that we've talked about in the house like we used to some years ago. Amen. The Bible says the demons, demons even believe and yet they tremble. Tremble. And later on, Jesus is teaching a, a very important principle about what happens when he shares the word. Or we could say what happens when people hear the word and when they read the word and when they do the word. That's what Jesus was trying to talk about. When you look over Matthew chapter 13, there's a parable, which is a very familiar parable, that he gave us in verse number 3. He said he spoke many things to them in parables. And he said, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. 
And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up. And because they had no depth of the earth, but the sun, but when, when the sun was up, that they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And the Bible says, He who has ears to hear, then let him hear. You go on down to verse number 18 in that same chapter. He says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. In other words, listen to what I'm trying to say. Listen to the teaching that I'm trying to give you and do what I'm trying to tell you. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself. Uh, in other words, I'm listening, I'm reading the red letter edition, I'm reading the scriptures, but yet I'm not allowing myself to grow, I'm not allowing myself to mature, I'm not allowing myself to be strengthened in the name or the scripture of the Lord, and, 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 and it just goes away. He hears the word, I receive it with joy, but I have no root. But he endures only for a while. Look around you tonight. Look around you tonight. Who is it in our church that's not here anymore? Who is it that's not attending the house of God anymore like they used to? They have it and they receive it with joy, but yet they have no root. They have no depth. And it only endures for just a little while. When tribulation comes, when persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. But look, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and cares for this world and deceitfulness of riches. It chokes out the word and they become unfruitful. But he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands the word who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold some sixtyfold and some thirtyfold amen I don't know about you but I don't want to be the type of person that hears the word and listens to the word and receives it with joy but yet my, my depth is not there my maturity is not there and it falls by the wayside I don't want to be a type of person that has a stony heart and it's all about me it's all you can't tell me anything the Lord can't tell me anything I've done this thing long enough I understand all there is to learn and it chokes itself out but I want to be that good ground that good pliable ground that good plowing up ground that good soil that when the Lord's word comes in that it sinks down way down deep brother Larry and it takes root and it begins to grow and the winds come and the storms come and the floods will come but that seed is not going to decay it's not going to rot because I'm grounded in the word of God hallelujah hallelujah we can't afford to fall by the wayside, amen. You got to notice we've got to dig a foundation and we got to build upon the rock. You got to notice that there's an important correlation here about hearing the word of God and doing it. Matthew 7, 24, therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, listen, I'm going to liken him to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the rock. I want you to notice something. Storms will come in your life. Storms will come. 
There's all kinds of rainstorms. There's all kinds of storms that show up. There's storms of sickness. There's storms of sorrow. There's storms of nervous and stress. There's storms of neglect. There's storms of loneliness. There's storms of sin and suffering and disappointment. There's storms of disease and emotion and tension. There's storms of poverty and pain and rejection. There's storms of handicaps and complaints and mistreatments. There's storms of pressure and understanding and doubt and gossip. There's storms of hospitalization and temptation and failure and loss and abuse and death and on and on we could go concerning the storms of life. Even while Jesus is walking on the face of the earth and even when the Lord was here, even he was in a storm. You can go to Mark chapter 4 and you'll find in verse 36 now when they had left the multitude, he had just got through teaching, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats was alongside of him. And the Bible said a great windstorm arose and the waves beat again to the boat and so it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing and he arose the Bible said he rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith they feared exceedingly and said to one another who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Can I tell you as God's people, as Christians tonight, as servants of the living God, when the storms come and when the winds come, we ain't got to worry about all the stuff because our God the Father is asleep in the stern of the boat and he is there to protect us. He is there to guide us. He is the one that can stand up on the bow of the boat and say, hey, peace be still. Let the waters be calm. Let the winds cease. Let all the rain begin to stop and let peace come back in the house. Amen. Aren't you thankful that we can have life through the Spirit, through Jesus Christ? Matter of fact, Romans 8 and 1 says, Therefore there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the Spirit. Here's a couple things for us to remember. When we're building a house for the Lord... We got to remember that the Bible teaches us that we are to we are to hear well. Now I'm not going to ask you to do this because your wife would probably get mad at me, but 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 what I want to do is say stick your fingers in your ear and clean out your ear. You you may not have cleaned those ears in a long time, but just just wait till later on. But we've got to we we've got to we've got to listen well and then act upon what we hear. Hearing instructions. Hearing instructions. This is very, very critical to us. Very critical. For a person must heed the instructions in order to know how to build a house. Now look, I know I'm talking to a bunch of guys and women, but guys are are notoriously bad when it comes to instructions. We don't even look at the instructions. We'll throw the instructions away. We'll put things together and they'll have parts left over. We think, oh, they just give us extra. No, no, no. They actually go in there somewhere. But we don't want to fool with it. We don't want to read because most of it's in Chinese or Japanese, Korean, some of us in small fine print, we, can't, we don't understand the fine print anyway. And we have parts left over because we just don't like. But, but in, when we do God's business, we've got to understand we've got to heed the instructions. Don't throw the instructions away. Thank you, Lord. Because here's the, here's the thing. This is my instruction book. If I get rid of this because I think I've got it all figured out, I'm going to mess up. I can't get rid of the instructions. 
I've got to go back to the Word. I've got to, I've got to heed what Christ is telling me. I've got to heed what Christ is showing me. We've got to hear. We've got to follow. We've got to obey the instructions. We've got to hear and build upon what we hear. We've got to ever be learning the very best. We've got to use the very best materials. We've got to use the very best methods of construction. Builders have got to always, they've got to lay up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. We don't know. It may be sunny today, but in Arkansas, Y'all know it as well as I know. We, got, we had snow last week. We had sleet last week. We got rain tonight. It's supposed to be up to 64, 65 degrees next week. It's supposed to have sunshine. And sometimes we can have all that in one day. It'll change that quick. We don't know what's coming out there. But I know I've got to be grounded. I know I've got to have a solid foundation to stand upon. Amen. So we've got to have those instructions, that hearing instruction. It's the foundation that makes the difference. You've got to understand that you can build a house. Listen to me. You can build a house without a foundation. You can build a house with the wrong foundation. And it'll work for a little while. It'll work for a little while. The problem is, is when the storms come, When the rains come, it may not be there the next day. You can have a building that was built for a hurricane in a place where there has never been a hurricane. Think about it with me. You can build this building. A hurricane maybe has never been in that area, but you've built the building to spec according to hurricane specs. So in other words, it was the building that was built uh, that that probably is never going to happen. But let's just say that it does happen. Wouldn't you rather build that building and have it know for sure that it's solid that's going to withstand anything and everything instead of having a building that has no foundation whatsoever that, that, that's not going to stand with anything, the least little bit of wind? Here's the, here, here, what are you trying to say, Pastor? Let me, let me say, in our lives we build foundations not based upon who we are now, but we build foundations on what we'll be able to handle in the future. I don't know what my future holds. I don't know what God has in store for me tomorrow. I don't know what God has in store for me next week or two years down the road. But this is one thing I know, Brother Ronnie. I'm trying to get my foundation built right now on the rock where no matter what comes my way in a year, weeks, months, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be able to stand firm in my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If I, can, if, if, I'm, if I want a solid family foundation, if I want a solid church foundation, then you and I, we've got to build our foundation on the rock, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. It can't come from any other source. It can't, it can't happen any other way. We've got to build it upon Him. Every person has a house to build. Every person has a life to build. And how He builds His life simply will determine His destiny. Not just for this life, but it'll determine it for eternity. How you build this life makes all the difference in the world between success and between failure. It makes all the difference in the world between life and death. It makes all the difference in the world between reward and with loss. It makes It makes all the difference between acceptance and rejection. It makes all the difference with standing and falling. Hello, hello somebody. Pastor, I still don't understand what you're talking about. Look, if I've got a solid foundation, if I've built my life around Jesus Christ, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, and tragedy comes to my life, I will, I will, I will, I will be upset. I understand that. We'll cry a little bit. But look, I'm not going to fall by the wayside because my house is built upon the rock. Y'all don't understand yet. How many people do y'all know that if something happens to them, and it could be very minor, there's some folks 
that just loses it. I mean, they'll throw down in the floor having a fit. They've lost it. Now, that's very simple. Very, I'm giving you an example here, very simply. They'll just lose it. I mean, it's almost like a temper tantrum, like a kid does, because they don't know how to handle it. Not saying that what they're going through is not bad. That's not what I'm talking about. So, so don't misunderstand me here. But they have no depth, and they can't, it seems like they can't stand under the pressure of it. Why do you think that the pharmaceutical company today in our world is up in the billions of dollars? Because they have to take something in order to cope. Don't go out of here and, tell, and say, Pastor said, I'm not supposed to take nothing. I didn't say that. You, you know where I'm going, right? I, I've, got, I've got to have this in order to cope. I've got, to, I've got to be this and I've got to do this. I've got to look this way. I've got to have a certain dress on. My hairstyle has got to be a certain way. I've got to have a certain look. I've got to have a certain prestige. I've got to keep up with the Joneses and keep up with the Smiths and keep up with all this in order to cope. No, you don't. All you've got to do is be what God has called you to be. You've got to be, be what God has called you to be. And so our lives is built on foundation, not based on who we are now, but built on what we're able to handle in the future. The third thing is this that I think is very important. We've got to select the foundation. We've got to select the foundation. It's critical. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to check the side out. We've got to check the material out. We've got to determine, determine the future of the house. We, we, we've, got, we've got to know how big is the house going to be. What kind of foundation is going to be? How, what size of the foundation is going to be? When we was building the remix building out there, Dwayne can tell you, there's, there's still beams out there that, my Lord, ought to go over bridges. They're huge. And, and I'm thinking this is an overkill here, especially in that, in that auditorium part. And, and, and really, it may, and now Keith, he may have a difference of opinion with me, but I think it's still an overkill. But if the hurricane wind comes, that's where I'm heading. Why? Because it ain't going nowhere. It's going to be there. If the tornadoes come, if I can get there, that's where I'm going. It'll tear my little house down, but it ain't going to move them beams. It's going to be there, isn't it, Brother Larry? It's going to be there. Why? It's a solid, it's a foundational tool. And we had to understand the structure of that. And we had to understand the material functions and all of those kind of things. And we've got to understand that we've got to build upon a solid foundation. There's only one foundation that we can build upon, and that is the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 3. Amen. We've got to build on him. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says this. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds upon it. But let each one take heed on how he builds. Now don't lose these scriptures. How are you building on that foundation? For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, or precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. Now let me ask you a quick question. Would you rather your foundation be built on gold, would be built on silver, would be built on precious stone, or would you rather your foundation be built on wood, hay, or straw when the fire comes? Talk to me. That's right. It'll be revealed by fire, and the fire will test 
each one's work and what kind of work it is. If anyone's work which is built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. My foundation has got to be built upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to make sure of our call. We've got to make sure of our choice to build. We've got to make sure that we're working for the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1 and 10 says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Why do people go back, Pastor? Because they're not sure of their call. Why do people have such a hard time they're not sure of their election? They're not sure they receive what Christ has given them. They've not taken hold of what Christ has given them. They've not taken hold of it. You've got to be able to take hold of it. You've got to be able to take hold of it. Now, I've done this little example before, and I'll do it again. Uh, Brother Cup, come here. I, this, this is a microphone, but we're going we're to pretend like this is, a, this is a gold bar right here. And it's worth, I don't know what it's worth. Let's say millions and millions and jillions of dollars. I don't know if really if it's worth, I don't know. But this gold bar, I'm going to give to Brother Cup. I'm going to give to him. He's going to look at it. He's going to examine it and all those kind of things. He was, he's going to take it. But if he's not careful, if he's, if he's not built his, his house, spiritual house, on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, this thing will slip through his hands because he's not able to hold it. He's not able, he's not able his foundation is not mature enough, it's not deep-rooted enough in order to support what God wants to give him. He wants to give him some good stuff, but we can't handle it someday. He can't handle it. And through a process of time, he continues to build his foundation. There's sometimes I think, and I really do think this, that I don't have a house structure yet spiritually. I keep having a foundation, work on my foundation. Y'all ever felt that way before? I'm ready for the walls to go up. Matter of fact, where's Brother Kyle at? He may be up, up, in, the, up in Crow's Nest. I, they're building a, a, a new business for, for him where he works over here. And I thought every time I ride by there, I said, man, they're working at dirt. They're working it over and over. Have you ever, anybody ever thought that? It, they're spending so much time on that foundation. But why do they do that? Because that when they know that when that building goes up and that steel goes up and that metal goes up, it's got to stand on something. It's got to stand on something. That remix building out there, Brother Cup can tell you, we've got, we've got squares out there that's, I don't know how, they're four and five foot wide in square, probably five or ten foot deep of concrete in certain areas where these beams are standing. Give me my, give me my go. But when he, gets, when he gets big enough, understand the terminology here, Foundation-wise, not... <laughs> Brother Parker did that. He's the one that made me go that way. I, I just looked at him. But when his foundation is where it needs to be, he's able to support what God wants to place upon his shoulders, spiritual shoulders. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, when God places what he really wants to place on you, There's no telling what you'll be able to accomplish with Christ. But right now, see, we're still working. We're still working on the foundation. We're still working on the foundation that Christ has set forth for us. A person must know the building. He must know the building. There's only one foundation, one foundation. Matthew 16 and verse 18 says, And I tell you that you're Peter. You remember the scripture? I'm going to tell you, you're Peter. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Peter, this was the guy that got himself into trouble all the time. 
This was the guy that stuck his foot in his mouth off. This was the guy that took the sword and wanted to cut off Malchus's ear. This was the guy that went and cursed the Lord. And he repented and he came back. And Jesus says, I want to tell you something, Peter, upon you, upon this rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against it. You see, everybody either builds his life upon the world or upon the Lord Jesus Christ or heaven. Jesus tells us, he teaches that there's two kinds of builder that we read in Scripture. There's a wise builder. The wise builder hears the instructions. He listens to the instructions. And then he obeys the instructions. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings, same Scripture we started with, Whoever hears these saying and does them, I'm going to liken him to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the rock. There's a wise builder. But then the Bible says there's also a foolish builder who hears the instructions, same instructions, who hears the instructions, who thinks or contemplates the instructions, but yet he does not obey them. He does like us men do. We throw the instructions away. Matthew 26, 7, 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew. Beat on that house. And it fell. And great was its fall. Musicians, if you will, come. I want, I want, to, I want to tell you something just real quick on this, on this last part of this sentence here. And great was its fall. Many of us, we've witnessed on our television sets major catastrophes around our world where hurricanes will come in and tsunamis will come in and they, they just level buildings and they'll take, they'll take big boats and take big homes and just push them around like they're, like they're nothing, like they're nothing. When I watch that, my mind immediately goes to my spiritual walk. Lord, how is my foundation? Because when that spiritual tsunami hits me and that spiritual flood comes, is my house able to stand? I've got to build my foundation and I've got to build it upon the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if I, is it standing? It, it, will, it, will, it, will it continue to stand when all of those things come? Because I've got to be, I've got to be able to do one thing. I've got to be able to, to count the cost. I've got to be able to count. That's very, very critical in our Christian walk today. We've got to build our house. And the cool thing is you can build it as tall as you want to. You can build it as wide as you want to. You can build it wide. You can build it long. But you've got to make sure of one thing, that you've got the right kind of foundation. That's, that's the key. That is the key. And that foundation, you already know, is the Lord Jesus Christ. That foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I honestly, I believe with all of my heart that God wants to give us, as His people, blessings and ministries that I believe that He has in store for every one of us. I don't know what those are. I know this, and we've all been taught this, that the pastor can't do everything. You, as an individual, can't do everything within the church. And there's ministries and there's talents and there's abilities. We even talked to the New Beginning class this morning about those things that, that's really already in your hands. But we've got to be willing to build upon that foundation. We've got to be willing to accept what God has called us to do. 
We've got to take a step of faith many times and step out and allow God to show us the way that we need to go. I believe, Brother Larry, that when we do that, we're constantly building on our foundation. He's teaching us. He's showing us. He's maturing us. That even though when that gold comes our way and we lay hold of it that God wants to give us and bless us with, we'll be able to keep it. We'll be able just to continue to grow with what God wants to lay upon our shoulders tonight. We'll be able to develop. We'll be able to mature more in Him than we ever have before.